0: Greetings everyone and welcome to another edition of the On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host Vinny Ironwood. I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and Fantasy Football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now, check out all the good stuff we have leading you in to the off-season meet here with the mini-camps and training camp around the corner. We will break down the good and the bad of the NFL schedule to close the week here. That will be released On Wednesday night, so we'll have some uh, good reaction for you on Thursday and Friday. Our initial thoughts from a fantasy football perspective there on the teams that are looking good offensively to really do some damage. And the teams that uh, are facing a few challenges based on their schedule. And uh, interesting as well, with the now 17 games, we have 18 weeks, so that uh, now makes week 18 the irrelevant game. So we'll see how it works out with the what game in fantasy football is uh, not played there. So that's the biggest thing we're looking for, is the what games that we're not going to factor in for year long there. So we'll break that all down for you, the reactions of the schedule, and then look at the good and bad of it for certain teams and their offenses. All right, we are going to do a little bit of a special uh, curveball here. We're going to just go around all 32 teams. Yeah, We're going to do a blitz edition here and get to the – identifiable breakout player this could be young veteran this could be a rookie that we think is going to have a big year that is maybe flying a little bit under the radar and by the time it comes around to drafting that they're going to be on everyone's radar here so we'll talk about one per team so we'll just watch that carefully and uh, go from there i do have to remind you about Peacock and Williamson, one of the great many shows on this network. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Lockdown's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every week there at the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to just go alphabetical order, go through all 32 teams here before it's all said and done on this show. So excited to do that here and uh, really take you around the league. So let's uh, dive right into it, shall we? Let's look at the Arizona Cardinals and their breakout player. Setting it up nicely for Chase Edmonds. He's been valuable as a change of pace back playing off Kenyon Drake. He's had some good uh, PPR-type value half point in that uh, format here, but now he gets his chance to uh, really kind of be his own man here and be the guy that uh, leads his backfield. So looking forward to that uh, for sure and what he can do. Now, you look at uh, this situation, I mean, it's pretty darn good here for... What you want from the Cardinals running back. I think you'll see some versatility here. You'll uh, see the usage. And you have James Conner as as your uh, kind of change of pace back here. So that is not a good thing. Because we know that he is a little bit uh, not durable here. So you have Chase Edmonds and what he can do. It's pretty special in what you can get. So yeah, he's the guy that we're looking for here for sure to uh, break out for the Arizona Cardinals as our first uh, breakout player identified. Again, we're going to get to one per team on the show. So it's uh, exciting to do that for you here. So, all right, let's uh, continue with our uh, next team that we look at here. And uh, it is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. And I think we're going to go with the rookie. And we're going with Kyle Pitts. Let's just go right there to Kyle Pitts here and say... He's a guy we're circling as someone special here. So, yeah, Kyle Pitts is the top breakout candidate for the Falcons. Rookie comes in as a tight end. Julio Jones going to rebound here and hopefully stay healthy. Calvin Ridley, he, Pitts is going to be that number three receiver no matter what. I still see a high volume of passing, even though Falcons hope to run the ball better under uh, their new coach, Arthur Smith and Mike Davis. But, yeah, so we've got like a running back for the Cardinals. And Kyle Pitts, a no-brainer there. We think the situation's fantastic. Good bet for double-digit touchdowns, potentially. Like, and you look at the yardage. I mean, something like 70 catches, 700 yards. We said seven touchdowns. That actually might be the floor here for Kyle Pitts. So excited about what this kid can do. One of the best tight end prospects we've ever seen enter the league. Now let's uh, go to our next team here. That it would be your... Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins has already broken out, I think, but he can really take over as that RB1 this year. You have Gus Edwards. We know he's around, but no marking room and that complication. It won't be a slow start for Greg Roman. It's still a very dynamic running game. They can spread the field a little bit more in the passing game, help Lamar Jackson. So J.K. Dobbins in a good situation to really dominate here for the Baltimore Ravens, this running game's not going to go anywhere. Dobbins is a special player. He's going to get the touchdowns. He's going to get a good bulk of the receiving work here. So everything lining up well for Dobbins after they uh, moved on from Mark Ingram and just have him and Edwards in the backfield. Staying with the backfield theme as we look at the Buffalo Bills here, uh, the the Bills, uh, I think I still look at their backfield. We talked about their limited developments there to upgrade running back. They do have uh, Matt Breida here. So when we look at... uh, The situation for the Bills, I think it's wide open here on who can lead the backfield. But Devin Singletary, they've given him his chances. Not totally durable here. I think this uh, backfield tilts to Zach Moss. So breakout candidate for the Bills is Zach Moss. The next guy that uh, I will look at for you uh, is... From the Carolina Panthers, and we're going to focus on Sam Darnold. He has some breakout potential. There are some weapons here. Robbie Anderson, very familiar with him. DJ Moore, they added a couple receivers in the draft. Draft Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith. They also upgraded tight end, bringing in Dan Arnold and the rookie Tommy Treble. And they have Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. So these are all elements that could help. I think Teddy Bridgewater would have been a little bit more fantasy football relevant had McCaffrey been out there maybe to give him another element who can catch passes and score at pad the stats with yardage there so yeah sam Darnold definitely has some breakout potential in this offense so they have some high hopes they're hoping for this too they're hoping the offensive line will hold up and they can get the ball to all these weapons but certainly stepping into a better supporting situation an offensive system than he had in new york with adam gaze the next team we'll uh, talk about here is the uh, chicago bears and uh, with them, I think the guy we're looking at is Cole Komet, the tight end. I know they didn't move Jimmy Graham. We wish, we wish they had done that, so it was all Cole Komet here. But you look at the receiving core. I think it's still a lot about Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. They're not really sold on Anthony Miller. We'll see how much they get Daz Newsome involved. You have Terry Cohen still at the backfield, but I think he's going to more cut into the pass-catching ability of David Montgomery. But it really lines up well for Cole Komet. Either way you look at it, Andy Dalton thrown in the middle of the field to a tight end, or you're looking at uh, Justin Fields' security blanket to a tight end. So commit, either quarterback, quarterback quarterback-proof situation. Very talented uh, receiver out of Notre Dame. And I think the second-year light comes on for him at that position, as it usually does for the best athletes that come into the league. The next team that we uh, break down here is the Bengals. And I'm just going to lock into Jamar Chase. I think he's going to have a big year. We like him as a wide receiver too already. We've talked him up quite a bit. I mean, Joe Burrow is an adjacent to breakout candidate as well coming back. So I think they're related, Burrow and Chase. You have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. The weapons are there for Burrow. But I think Chase really puts it over the top here. So, yeah, Jamar Chase is going to step in right away, plug and play. He's going to be an asset in fantasy football, I think, wire-to-wire wire as a rookie here in 2021. Now we're going with a little bit of a deep cut for the Cleveland Browns. We're going with the tight end here, Harrison Bryant. I know they have some guys there, definitely Austin Hooper, David Njoku, but I think Bryant is going to get worked in more into the offense. He's got some special qualities overall. Hooper's an okay blocker. You've got him just a guy. Well, David Njoku is pretty much an inline guy, but Bryant, I think, could carve out a nice role for him. So that's the place we're going to look at. I think you could also look at Don with Peoples-Jones. I think you will have some third target emerge here for the Browns after Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., after Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield. So be interesting. Peoples-Jones and Bryant, two promising uh, second-year players there for the Browns that certainly have some uh, breakout potential here in 2021. So... Yeah, good start there. Looking at uh, those eight teams, we'll get to the other twenty-four in our final two segments here on Locked On Fantasy Football. But hey, football fans, listen up! Eugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Eugenics, total T text draft two three one two three one. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free. Testosterone and total testosterone levels increase energy and lean muscle mass. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Eugenics. There's a reason Eugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Eugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with keen greens to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Text draft to 231231. That's draft to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. We'll be right back here to uh, start bringing down the rest of the teams here, starting with the Dallas Cowboys and their breakout candidate for 2021. All right, so let's uh, pick up where we left off. So we got through Arizona, Atlanta, Buffalo, Baltimore, Carolina, Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Now we get to the Ds with Dallas identifying a breakout player. And I think this one was easy. Ceedee Lamb... He was on his way to a big season, but then he lost Dak Prescott. They connected really well. I think he can end up being the most productive receiver on this team. He's got that slot inside-outside versatility here. He's a very talented receiver. I think he's more talented, I think, overall. And got younger juice than Amari Cooper. So Cooper, again, is going to have a lot of attention from Dak Prescott, but watch out for Lamb as well, having a big year there. Out of the slot and uh, working outside occasionally, they have to think about replacing Michael Gallup here so Lamb can see an expanded role in the passing game. For that. Now, the next guy we'll point out from your Denver Broncos is Javonta Williams, the running back. I think it's real that he's going to take over Melvin Gordon's job. Melvin Gordon's been a eh, fantasy player for a while. He's an okay receiver and he can still contribute to that area. But Javonta Williams, his job to lose, I think. When you trade up to take a back early in the second round, you're serious and wanting to deploy him in it as a key part of your offense. I think they were okay with Melvin Gordon's production, but not blown away by it. So, Devonda Williams, they were generally excited about, and you have to read the situation there and go towards the rookie. We mentioned when we were talking about guys that were maybe adversely affected by what his team did in the offseason, DeAndre Swift came up on the list for the Lions, but that was because we were afraid a little bit of Jamal Williams and cutting into his workload a little bit. He also used a later on pick to get some depth there, but DeAndre Swift is in a great position here. They don't have a lot of receivers they had uh, Brashad Perryman come over. You had uh, Tyrell Williams take a flyer on those guys. You had know, amon Ross St. Brown in the draft, but he's a slot guy. T.J. Hawkinson right now is your most trusted receiver. Swift out of the backfield, is running. They're going to have an emphasis on running. You have Anthony Lynn as your offense coordinator. He's a former running back. We saw what he was able to do with Austin Eckler in a combined role, and to some degree Melvin Gordon there with the production. So a little bit of both of those guys in a good package here for the Lions. So DeAndre Swift. Could have a big year here, and uh, just like Dobbins and, uh, and Jonathan Taylor, a second year back, that could really turn into an RB one here in twenty twenty one. Our fourth team in this segment will cover the Green Bay Packers. And speaking of Jamal Williams, he left a void there for AJ Dillon. So AJ Dillon, second second round pick last year from Boston College, he slides up as the top backup behind Aaron Jones. So. This is a running team at heart. They still didn't explode offensively. They got Amari Rodgers in the draft, but still, I don't think they're going to change that formula of balance, setting up a play action, downfield passing for Rodgers with good running. A.J. Dillon is going to get some opportunities in the red zone. I think he'll improve a little bit as a receiver. So he can have some flex value potentially here if they use him enough, but again, they like him. They wouldn't have used such a high draft pick on him, so let's see what happens here with A.J. Dillon as the new number two with the Packers, at least he's going to make a high-end handcuff for you should something happen to Aaron Jones here on top of the depth chart. The fifth team we'll get to here is the Texans. And hard to identify a breakout star because I think Philip Lindsay's broken out before the Broncos. I do like him to take over that backfield. We're not sure about Deshaun Watson versus Tyra Taylor versus even Davis Mills in there. So I'm going to say one of the rookies is going to stand out a little bit. They need some size in their receiving core, so Nico Collins... And the tight end, uh, Brevin Jordan, their two rookies, could have an impact here. But Collins stands out. Very funny as we've been breaking it down, the names of all the receivers are Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Chris Conley, Kiki Kuti. They all start with C O. So it's really a committee company, whatever you want to call it, with those two letters. But Collins is the only one who offers that big catch radius, can go up and get the ball. You potentially have a new quarterback situation with Taylor or Davis Mills playing in there if the Watson situation continues to go south here for the Texans. So... Hugo Collins a big body we're going to watch. Maybe he can get some touchdowns. I'm not too excited about it, but I think they'll find a way to incorporate his size into their offense a little bit more. Speaking of size, I like this next receiver a lot to have an impact. That would be uh, one uh, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts. And uh, coming with Carson Wentz, I think he'll establish a good chemistry with him. Pittman was a little unhealthy early parts of the year. He lived have that one massive Thursday night breakout game against the Titans, but otherwise quiet, but he was a matchup nightmare. Work in the middle of the field, outside, good size, good route running, good hands, all there, and these are valuable assets. And T.Y. Hilton's still a fading guy there. Zach Paschal's limited in what he can do. Paris Campbell's more of a big play gadget guy. Their draft pick, Michael Strakan, is more of a kind of project. So, you have Michael Pittman Jr. could really dominate here. A little bit of Nelson Aguilar, a little bit of Alshon Jeffrey. Those two guys were uh, Carson Wentz' best assets there in terms of production and connection with Philadelphia. So Michael Pittman Jr. is the circled guy there. For Jacksonville, I think DJ Chark has shown us a lot, but I still think there's another level. I'm staying away from the running backs a little bit. James Robinson, Travis Etienne with a little bit of crowd there with Carlos Hyde, but look at this receiving court. They did get Marvin Jones Jr. They do have LaVisca Cheneau Jr., but DJ Chark really didn't didn't expand really beyond that in the receiving court, so Chark... Had a good chemistry with Minshew, but I think it takes a different level here with uh, Trevor Lawrence here in uh, 2021. So, again, D.J. Chark, he's shown us something, but it has been as wide receiver. Three has been pretty valuable. He was on a scoring streak there a couple years ago. Last year wasn't so good with the Minshew mania uh, kind of fading a little bit. So, I definitely see this uh, team going a different direction uh, there. And use Chark more as the go-to guy with Urban Meyer. I think he stands out as a big play threat as well as a nice target in the red zone with the upgrading quarterback to Trevor Lawrence. Now we talk about the reigning AFC champion Chiefs. They've talked up Miko Hardman. We're going to buy into it. I think he has a big year here as the third receiver. They want to work him in behind Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. He can give this team a needed third element. He's developed a little bit more as a receiver. Remember, he came in as like a kind of a Hill surrogate if things were going to go off with him off the field. Well, that never happened, and Hardman became kind of a luxury player that can make some big plays in the return game as a receiver. But I think they're going to feature him a little bit more. Sammy Watkins not being there really helps to give him an opportunity to uh, really step up as their real second receiving option there, at least a wide out behind Hill, and maybe a third overall behind Travis Kelsey. So Mikko Hardman is the guy we're circling there as the guy to watch here for the Chiefs. And again, these are just watch list guys. This doesn't mean all of them will live up to our expectations, but it's a good place to start here in 2020. The next team uh, we'll get to here is the Las Vegas Raiders and staying in that AFC West. Henry Ruggs III, he's overdue. They moved Nelson Agholor. They really didn't uh, replace him that well here. I don't think uh, John Brown is an adequate replacement for him. You got... Uh, now, Brian Edwards, that big other second-year target on the other side to take some pressure off their possession guy, Darren Waller, is going to demand a lot of coverage attention. So, Ruggs with the speed on the outside getting open. He can reestablish himself with good health as the big play guy there, replacing what Aguilar gave them in production and uh, then some for 2021. Now, let's do a double dose of the Los Angeles teams. Los Angeles Chargers is hard because we know Keenan Allen is special. Austin Eckler is one healthy. Yeah, but Mike Williams, eh, we're not that excited about here. Tight end situation, you have a veteran uh, as a placeholder and Jared Cook. So Justin Herbert, I think, was very special last year as a QB1, but now he could challenge for the top QB on the board. That's how good, I think, Justin Herbert is. It wasn't the greatest offseason for him, losing Hunter Henry. A little shuffling at receiver, not any high investment there, but the offensive line's improved. Herbert can do a little bit more running if he wants. So Justin Herbert, big, big year coming ahead. He, for the Chargers quarterback and certainly one of those challengers that we could see is an elite QB1 there that as a new group of uh, young guns kind of emerge beyond the usual suspects there including Patrick Mahomes and the rest that have been leaving this league in fantasy scoring for a while. The next guy from the Los Angeles Rams is uh, Van Jefferson. So it's a quarterback's change there. I'm not sure about how they're quickly they're going to work in Tutu Atwell and Ben Skoranek, the two rookies they added. You have Deshaun Jackson as well. But to me, I think Deshaun Jackson, some of his big playabilities and uh, versatility, he's older. You can't trust him to stay healthy. Van Jefferson, good pedigree there. His uh, father was an NFL receiver. He was a receiver's coach. So, yeah, I'm going with Van Jefferson. And also, there's going to be a change in the way Matthew Stafford looks at people downfield. He doesn't have any established chemistry with Robert Woods or Cooper Cup the way that Jared Goff had. So, wide open here for Jefferson. I just like him as a good all-around receiver. And to step into that Brandon Cooks more and kind of realize that a little bit more in 2021, that's for sure. One more team we'll talk about in this segment as we slide from the L's to the M's. That would be your Miami Dolphins. And the breakout player that we're going to watch there is Tua Taibola, the quarterback. And yeah, you give him Jalen Waddell, you give him Will Fuller. Two big additions there with Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki. You even draft a tight end late there to add some depth to that position. You got some good receivers out of the backfield here, led by Miles Gaskin. There and you add uh, Malcolm Brown to the mix, the former Ram. Got some depth there, so really everything is lining up well for Tua. The protection is also a little bit better for him. Excellent draft, excellent off overall for Miami. So, no more excuses for two A's to come through. So all the pieces and parts are there for him uh, to really deliver this season. All right, so there you have a look at uh, twelve more teams. We'll close with the final twelve, uh, starting with uh, our last M and ends, and all the way through W here. Breakout players for one team that we're identifying here early in the off season on Locked On Fantasy football you have to know that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to let you put your money in all your sports action there betting baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online get all the latest news on odds for all your sporting needs and information including MLB NBA NHL and all your UFC MMA action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up, bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their turns in the playoffs here in the NBA and NHL. Don't forget about those prop bets you can look ahead to in the NFL. And again, uh, horse racing is warmed up here with the Triple Count. Kentucky Derby already in the rear view, but we got to Preakness and Belmont Stakes uh, starting this weekend. Uh, so continues there, so all kinds of sports to check out. Head to the website or use a mobile device at Bet Online to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, I have to tell you more about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. For me, I just love them because they have no aftertaste. They taste delicious when you're having them. They power you through the day. They're simple flavors, uh, just 100% chocolate, just soft and easy to chew. I like all that about a built Bar, and I even like uh, their different ones that they have, their crunches and puffs, but I also love the traditional ones here from Built Bar. They have amazing regular flavors here, and they'll bring in some limited-time flavors. I really liked when they had the banana, cream pie, uh, churro, marshmallows, that stuff was really good. So they'll have those specials as well for you, but... Just take a look at their core flavors coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate salted caramel there's something for everyone my favorite flavor i've mentioned this before i do like all the brownie ones the mint brownie peanut butter brownie because i like brownies i like them covered in 100 percent chocolate soft and easy to chew in the form of built bar they're a nice extra little uh, dessert here for me that i know is good for me if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mix box where you'll get two each of the nine core flavors not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're great for you. So go check out uh, Built Bar right now. Uh, it's great for the health conscious uh, person. Uh, you'll get a lot of protein, not a lot of uh, sugars there for you to get you through the day. So check out Built Bar right now. And uh, there are many ways to get in on Built Bar, but the best is to go there right now and enter the promo code LOCK15. And then you'll get 15% off your order there at Built Bar. So check it out. LOCK15 is the promo code at Built Bar. There and uh, once you go to built bars, you won't want to go with any other protein bars. All right, let's uh start uh, to finish here the show with uh the Minnesota Vikings where we left off. Uh, Irv Smith, good situation, they moved Kyle Rudolph from tight end, don't really do a lot behind Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. You have Kurt Cousins, he likes throwing to tight ends, they have more developmental guy now that they drafted there, Zach Davidson. So Irv Smith, I'm excited about him. He had some moments there last year where I thought he could be a tight end one, but Rudolph cut into it a little bit. Kirk Cousins having a few off games cut into it. They were very wide receiver heavy with the production in the red zone of Theon catching touchdowns, Jefferson with yardage. But Irv Smith should be in a good position to be a key target for this team here as kind of that short intermediate option along with the running back Dalvin Cook. Let's go to New England, and Damian Harris is the guy I looked at. It wasn't the greatest offseason when they added Ramondre Stevenson, but I think Stevenson is more a replacement for Sonny Michelle. Well, I think Harris is the guy that they can put on the field the most often. James White is still a dedicated receiver. Damian Harris is a very good runner from Alabama. He had some health issues last year, but he looked pretty special when he got the volume and he was the trusted guy. This offensive line is still pretty sturdy, especially in the running game. So Damian Harris we're going to watch. We can't trust any of the receivers. Here and Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, they're veterans. Uh, same thing with Nelson that, uh, Aguilar to uh, Nikhil Harry, all trying to replace Julian Elman, Jacoby Myers. And then you look at uh, their tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonas Smith. They're also experienced players that we've seen produce in fantasy football. So we isolate on Damian Harris, Rex Burke had gone. They're maybe seeing the best regular role where Ron- Mondre Stevenson is the pure power back and you have uh, James White as the pure receiving back in this offense for... Cam Newton and or Mac Jones in 2021. The next team we'll look at here is the New Orleans Saints. And there's an easy guy for me. It's Adam Troutman, the tight end. They moved on from Jared Cook. We know we have two quarterbacks who like throwing to tight ends. Taysom Hill who was a tight end a little bit for them. A wide receiver, a lot of speed. going to trust other tight ends there. So Troutman should be a nice target there. James Winston, we've seen him trust OJ Howard with Tampa Bay. So they need someone to come through that position. They don't have a reliable receiving core quite yet behind one Michael Thomas. They're going to figure it out between Traquan Smith and Marcus Callaway, Deontay Harris, and uh, all their younger options there. But they have clear-cut tight end number one who they really like traded up to get in the previous draft in 2020, and that's Adam Troutman. Let's go to the New York Giants, and we have to look at Daniel Jones. I mean... Yeah, I mean, this should be a demanding breakout season for Daniel Jones if you're the coach of this team. So look at it. I mean, Joe Judge and Jason Garrett, I mean, they got Kenny Galladay. They got DeCardare's Tony. They used a first-round pick on a receiver. They used their best free agent capital on a receiver. They have a decent offensive line. Saquon Barkley's coming to back. You have a good established receivers. You have a second tight end there. And Kyle Rudolph joining Evan Ingram. So, all the weapons are there, plus Jones own legs. Remember, those were a factor at times to make him fantasy football relevant here over the first two seasons. So this is it. I think they expect Jones to come through or they're going to have to move on. So really critical season for him, but all the tools are there, including his arm and his legs. For the New York Jets, there's a lot of directions to go in here. Running back situation a little cloudy between uh, Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter, so we're going to just maybe stay away from that until we figure that out. I also like Zach Wilson as a potential breakout here. So we'll go with Zach Wilson because I look at Corey Davis. He was already kind of broke out there finally for the Titans last year. Denzel Mims, we're going to temper our expectations with him, especially if Elijah Moore, Jameson Crowder, and Keelan Cole are still there for the Jets. But Zach Wilson, watch out for him. He has some decent weapons. The tight ends are back intact. There's some depth there. There's some depth at receiver. They've got some good pass-catching backs. The quarterback system is very friendly here for Michael Floor. So, yeah, we're circling uh, Zach Wilson. If he can get in there and play, I think he's a guy that we're going to watch carefully because I have a feeling he's going to be relevant in fantasy football in the second half of the season there. He could definitely this be this year's Justin Herbert. and just surprise a lot of people with his readiness, especially with the supporting cast in that offense and the scheming that he's going to be helped by that uh, I think will also benefit to any quarterback who starts in San Francisco. So, yeah, back-to-back quarterbacks there. Let's uh, keep it going, shall we, and go to Jalen Hurts as a young quarterback. So, yeah, Wilson and Jones can make uh, the quarterbacking in New York a lot better for the long-term together on those teams. So it'll be interesting to see that. Well, just a little bit down the road, you look at Jalen Hurts there and what he can do. He's got the running baseline, just like Jones does to some degree. I think Wilson won't give you as much of that. But Jones and Hurts certainly are a little similar, where they have some weapons, they have – The ability to run around and get some production that way. Their teams are helping them. They're offensive-minded here overall. They're catering everything to them. They've made moves with them in mind here. So, yeah, Jones and Hurts, it's going to be an interesting battle. But I think one of these guys certainly is going to break out the way we want. One may have a milder breakout here. But, again, I really like the situations here with the Giants and Eagles to help their quarterback. All right, the next uh, team that we have to go to from Philadelphia, one side of Pennsylvania to the other, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's just lock in Najee Harris. I mean, he's the breakout player. We know it's coming. I think Chase Claypool, to a degree, broke out there with Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster last year as a rookie. So we're going to go with this year's rookie, Najee Harris, to have a big role. So we have Damien Harris, we liked with the Patriots. We like Najee Harris for the Steelers. So good stuff all around that we're going to look at here for. Uh, this backfield, but Harris, easy no-brainer and could really contend for offensive rookie of the year with the volume right away out of the gate, replacing Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, some of those other guys that carry the ball post-losing uh, James Conner here by choice. All right, now we'll flip over from the AFC North all the way back to the NFC West. Trey Lance, let's hope he starts for the 49ers because he have a big season. I think Trey Sermon is someone we're going to look at, so the Trey's have it. The trays are deuces, or aces, that we're going to be looking at here for the 49ers. But if Lance gets in there, he's number one by far, starting a quarterback at the running baseline. We talked about Justin Fields and what he could do there if he plays. Uh, same thing here. So we're going to Trey Lance and Trey Sermon a close second here. I think Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, I know we're going to get special things out of them no matter what. You George Kittle, if he's healthy, you're good to go here. But we definitely want to focus on the youth movement here with the rookies, so... Trey Lance 1A, Trey Sermon, 1B here as uh, guys we're looking at from the 49ers to really be fantasy football assets. Let's go to Seahawks, and I'm going to go with Gerald Everett. He's now away from Tyler Higbee, so maybe a chance to catch some passes here. He has uh, now a very familiar uh, quarterback in Russell Wilson, who's going to try to throw to the tight end more. We haven't seen a lot, but this offense is changing. Keep in mind, from Brian Schottenheimer, it wasn't a big deal. In the previous offense, and Daryl Bevel only incorporated a little bit, but the tight end could see expanded role. Gerald Everett, again, having a chance, not being in a committee, there with Higby. So let's watch him and uh, that development of a relationship between him and Wilson, because if it's there, he's going to be a key th- third target. I mean, their other target behind Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf right now is the rookie Dwayne Eskridge. And Everett has some good experience blocking and. Catching, so watch out for him being on the field and having a little bit of an impact here if he can stay healthy. Let's go to the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, shall we? And the Buccaneers, uh, there are a lot of candidates here. It's very crowded. I think Ronald Jones to some degree broke out last year. He's the uh, Leonard Fournette in the backfield. Can't buy to Keyshawn Vaughn there too much with Juve Bernard there. We know that O.J. Howard is and Cameron Braid have to deal with Rob Gronkowski. We know the receiving core is pretty deep here, but the guy I'm looking at is Tyler Johnson, because you look at Anthony, well, sorry, Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller there behind uh, Chris Odd, Godwin and Mike Evans, I think they're okay, but I think Brown could fade any time. He's on the other side of 30. He was a big factor last year, but he's already established from the Steelers days. It would not surprise anyone if he emerges a wide receiver three, but... Again, injuries could pop up there. Godwin and Evans haven't been the healthiest there. Miller is not the most durable. Tyler Johnson is a good all-around receiver here from Minnesota. I really like him, so watch out for him having a bigger role in this offense than you think with a chance for it to expand here sooner rather than later. For the Tennessee Titans, we're going to look at Anthony Ferkser, the tight end. Uh, They want his blocking to improve, but there's no Joni Smith. Ferkser's had his moments before. They had a lot of vacated targets between Smith, Corey Davis, and... Adam Humphreys, they've got some other young receivers there that can look at Josh Reynolds. However, I don't think he's a big answer coming over from the Rams as a replacement there for Davis of Ferkser. Again, they want his blocking to improve to trust him on the field, but he's a very good, skilled athletic receiver here. That's not going to go away from their offensive attack here without Arthur Smith. Ferksers can still be a big party here and maybe finishes a tight end one with the proper usage. Now, Washington was hard because we had Terry McLaurin. Everyone's on to him. We've seen things happen for Curtis Samuel there with Carolina. Logan Thomas had his breakout here. So, we're going to say that Antonio Gibson is one of the second year backs that we can't forget. So, it's a great year for second year backs. We mentioned Dobbins and Swift and Jonathan Taylor already established as that guy. Well, watch out for Gibson also jumping into that role. So, I know there's some other guys, JD McKissick and Peyton Barber. Some depth there, they have more weapons, but I think as they open up the passing game, that's also going to help the running game here, playing off Ryan Fitzpatrick. So Antonio Gibson sitting pretty here to have a big year for Washington and creep into that uh, RB1 conversation that we want to see out of a second year back with that much talent. All right, so there you have it. We've identified one potential breakout player, young player that, Hasn't totally put it all together to be that top fantasy football asset, whether they're second, third year, a little bit down the line, or just a straight-up rookie that we think is going to immediately impact these teams. Just a little fun with this show. So we'll uh, have our schedule reaction here in the final two days of this week, Thursday and Friday. Then what we're going to do next week is uh, really do this, uh, go into our positional rankings, quarterback, running back, wide receiver tight end, and we'll start to look at where we stand there with the overall ranking. So we'll start looking at the individual uh, position rankings, what's happened here, who's falling, who's rising there at those four core positions. Then we'll come back and start looking at a breakdown of the top uh, 200 there of the prospects overall, how they stack up, some noticeable things that we're going to pay attention to there when you put them all together. So we'll do by position and by overall starting next week after we get through the schedule release and the reaction there. But hope you enjoyed this little special on identifying early breakout players for all 32 teams in the NFL. This has been another edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football. Vinny Iyer. Now... I also have to tell you, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes to Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast or um, the Odyssey app for, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinnie Iyer again. Have a great day. See you tomorrow with a look at the NFL schedule.